0: Hi darlings! My name is Makisa. And I'm Irene. And, and we're
1: Entity. Welcome to Season 2 of The Queen's Mentality. You, episode 1. So in this season, we're going to be interviewing a number of amazing women-owned businesses and talk about how they're embracing their own femininity. Today, we're going
0: to be talking about how we're working to embrace our own femininity in the workplace.
1: Mm-hmm. So you can listen to The Queen's Mentality Season 1 on YouTube or Spotify.
0: We also know we've been a little bit incognito for the past couple months, but with good reason.
1: We know that the new <laughs> Fem Entity landing page is now live. So if you go to www.fementity.ca, you'll see us you and see everything us. that we've been incognito Four, so we hope you visit that and you love it as much as we love it so far check it out check it out
0: businesses and consultants stay tuned you guys are going to be the first to test out the
1: platform
0: Mm -hmm. and we're so excited to have you using it
1: absolutely so now let's get into it go ahead
0: so we've talked (laughs) about the concept of femininity and masculinity in season one We've Mm -hmm. gone over how we have feminine and masculine energy within all of us, regardless of gender or sex. Mm -hmm. Feminine energy is intuitive, nurturing, creative, and grounded, while the masculine energy is logical, focused, driven, and protective. Exactly.
1: So if you're still confused, that's okay. Now, all you have to do is just pause this video, go back to any of our earlier episodes in season one, and just catch up just catch up. It's fine. We'll be here when you're ready. Um, But by now, if you're still with us, it's no surprise that the traditional feminine traits such as empathy, collaboration, intuition, they haven't been recognized as workplace leader qualities when compared to masculine traits such as competition, assertiveness, or being direct in nature, obviously.
0: More recently, though, we're seeing slowly but surely a gradual shift to the executive feminine representation in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So there's been some research. Uh, McKinsey and Company Women in the Workplace 2020 report found that women have held 38% of manager level positions in America.
1: Mm-hmm. And actually, 21% of C-suites, so chief of blank, um, executives are women in corporate America. So 38 are manager-level positions, 21 C-level suite positions.
0: And on Grant Thornton's Women in Business report in 2020, they found that 31% of senior leadership roles worldwide are women.
1: Yeah, And also, the Global Gender Gap Report by the World Economic Forum. Women hold 26.1% of parliamentary seats worldwide.
0: So, the Harvard Business Review study on gender and leadership examined how men and women are perceived as leaders. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it found that women often face biases that hinder their speed of progression. But when they do reach a leadership role... They often outperform men Mm -hmm. in terms of leadership effectiveness.
1: And this is all a long way to say that one, research is done and we do our research, sweetie. And two, (laughs) there is a slight change happening in the workplace, seeing women in leadership roles embracing their femininity. But 38%, 21%, 26.1, these are fine. Not where it needs to be. There we go, that part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So women are taking on the challenges of leadership and they're excelling in it, but Mm -hmm. they need to be given that opportunity.
1: Exactly, and these are the boundaries that we'll talk about more. Um, And we're seeing that societal shift of women taking more leadership. So we see women, they want to take on the challenge, we need to then give them the opportunity. And when women are taking on the challenge of leadership, like you said, we're excelling. We're doing mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And naturally, too. doing amazing, sweetie. So we would love to see in our lifetime, this actually be a statistic of like 50-50. Yes. And it seems so far-fetched when you think about that because we're like, oh, that's 50-50 men and women in the workplace? Isn't that already exist? <laughs> it shouldn't be far It shouldn't be. But like, these are the numbers that we are seeing today. Let's keep working to keep pushing that.
0: So we're really here once again to encourage you to stop suppressing your feminine qualities. Stop suppressing your feminine qualities! Society (laughs) may continue to critique feminine qualities in the workplace and kind of put them down and devalue them, Mm. but they are no less valuable. And when those feminine qualities are embraced, then we actually outperform men. So just don't Mm. forget that.
1: Just don't forget it. Um, So we're here to encourage you to stop suppressing that. And just because society may view them as less valuable, Tap into those qualities even more in both of your professional and your personal life. It is what we like to call them your source of power. That power is your authentic self. And by delivering that in the professional world, how can anyone have anything against you? (laughs) Right. Period. So
0: on a little reflection piece, Mm. are there any specific challenges that you face when it comes to expressing your femininity in your industry and how do you
1: overcome them? This is such a good question. So for backstory, if you're new, um, I work in the software sales industry, so most if not, all, every industry, every company that i worked for so far has been either led by a man, I've been mentored by men, um, and what is so common in every single one of them is they tell me that you have to hustle. You have to do the work, you have to do the grind, you have to put your face out there, and when you get rejection, do it again. <laughs> so um, a little bit more, I'm on the business development side. And mm-hmm. if anyone knows what prospecting is, prospecting is top of funnel stuff. Um, and then most of what you do is then receive rejection and then go around and do it again. And so that constant thought okay. of it's really hard. Um, but in my femininity, I've untapped this understanding of the industry is masculine. So if the industry is masculine, how can I set myself apart? Is by being feminine. Hmm. Is by using my style, using my voice, slowing down and being softer when I'm approaching a sales call. Literally my vocab, my tone just went down. Yeah. Um, and when I approach someone that's new, I start to, I turn my voice slower. And then once I kind of get them, I'm like, okay, great. Now I'm going to be smart. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you all the business thing, the business pitch. Um, but a lot of when i first enter into a new conversation i'm very soft i'm very trying to to be in my feminine in that area when i'm introducing myself in new sales calls what about yourself even
0: though you're in a masculine dominated industry Mm -hmm. you still naturally lead with your feminine
1: i do i do and i find that when i do that the people on the receiving end they then put their walls down because they're not initially being like oh this person is pitching at me. Right. I have to respond in a professional you get people's guard down. They I get their guard down you coming with the pitch. And then I'm like, "Brain, <laughs> hello." So, masculine. That is and if, when you ask everyone that I mentored, I say the same thing, be yourself, be authentic because no one wants to talk to a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Just naturally, you get those phone calls. I "Hey, I want to talk to you about your 401k." You don't want to talk to a salesperson, but if I'm just coming at you with a light-hearted conversation, wanting to connect, how are you going to say no to me? <laughs> you won't. <laughs> you know? I guarantee you won't. You know? What about yourself?
0: For myself, so I work in the field of law. I'm a lawyer, um, and I basically sue people for a living. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my
1: best friend. <laughs>
0: So it is very um, much, it's a lot of reading, it's a lot of writing, it's a lot of arguments. So all of that is very much being in my masculine.
1: Uh-huh. But
0: in terms of communicating with people, obviously I have to get people to um, to start these lawsuits. So I, that's a lot of communication. That's a lot of connecting with human beings. And I find it is very natural to be in my feminine.
1: Uh-huh. Most
0: of my clients right now are men. Um, They have historically been women, but in terms of once I've switched from sort of being a student and kind of helping other lawyers with their work and um, helping women in sort of the criminal law field and being criminalized and switched to taking on that position of actually um, being sort of the instigator of the lawsuit Mm. and suing somebody else, I've been working a lot more with men. I think also men are just more likely to come forward with sort of their problems and being um, more prone to wanting to sue whereas women take on more responsibility for what has happened to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But that aside, I feel like that a lot of the work is getting people's stories. So I feel like it is pretty natural for me to be in my feminine of listening and getting asking questions to get people to open up to me, getting people to trust me with their stories Mm -hmm. and just being able to get people to be comfortable with sort of opening up about what has happened to them, being empathetic mm-hmm. in that sort of gets them to talk more.
1: I love that your so. feminine is helping to bridge the connection with people to then sue the government. Exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> this is doing God's work right here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, in general, we're starting to see new leadership models that are moving away from traditional command and control hierarchies, Mm -hmm. and that's being replaced with impact and inclusion models.
1: Mm -hmm. So we're seeing more encouragement to team members to view each other as value contributor, motivated to offer their strengths for overall common goals. So recognizing that your favorite thing to do in a company is X, whatever X is. Do that. Do that for the company that you're working with and just naturally see that, one, you like what you're doing because you know that that's the strength for you, and two, you feel like you're a value in the company, in your business, in your friendships when you're leading with with that kind of value-added model.
0: Exactly, and slowly but surely, organizations are realizing that collaborative structures Mm -hmm. lead to successful business practices.
1: Haven't we been saying collaboration over competition? This whole time. This whole time, honey, and you know what? It's going to bring you success (laughs) because we want to help empower everyone to embrace these natural qualities that you have and move towards a new leadership norm, creating cultures of care and benevolence in the workplace. Not that regular... I'm in my chair and I have to be awake Mm -hmm. kind of feeling that we know. We know that we're now, we're in a remote environment.
0: Yeah. And if anyone will tell you it's going to be fem entity, Mm. we will tell you that it's time (laughs) to own your feminine strength at work Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. So some examples can be adding creativity to your daily work. Mm -hmm. So potentially at the beginning of the day, when you're sort of getting into that new work grind, Mm -hmm. taking the time to check in with yourself, make a to-do list, and then you're able to flow through that.
1: Mm -hmm. Another one would be listening to your intuition, that gut instinct or problem solving. And I know a lot of people in general, they don't understand what that intuition is. If you ever have, if you're entering a meeting, if you're in a conversation with someone and your gut is being not okay... That's your intuition, sweetie, and it's telling you that's some, there's something here that I don't like, or you might be doing something that drains your energy. Maybe let's go away from that. Let's pivot. Let's let's listen to the, what our body is saying, what our intuition is saying.
0: You can also use your intuition um, in terms of problem solving. So you may intuitively think that something is the answer and mm. you should follow that intuition mm-hmm. i remember when i was a student when you're sitting down in those <laughs> dalhousie gyms doing oh, yeah. those exams we love that and you have those multiple choice and you see four answers and you intuitively are pick one but then you second guess yourself and you're like oh no mm-hmm. maybe it's this one and you go back and change it no listen to your intuition listen every your single time it was my first intuitive response. That was the correct answer. True,
1: and she's lawyer, so we can check. <laughs> <laughs> and then another way is find new ways to show empathy for your coworkers or your clientele. And I do that every single time. Pretty much at the end of a call, I always say, I always say, thank you for giving me your time. I'm grateful for your time, and also saying I appreciate you in your role. And that sounds like such a vague statement, but from someone that you're just meeting clients first time, they didn't have to take your call, they didn't have to sit and listen to your pitch, um, and they didn't know that that was going to be part of their day. So just telling them thank you, appreciating them in their role, actually has then landed me numerous clients that then returned to my desk saying, I loved having your call. I loved, your product is I, but you were great. And that is what's going to keep building the relationship.
0: Absolutely. Mm. And I think people have the perception that because I work typically with prisoners, that I have people who are like coming at me all the time or people who are angry with me, or I might be in trouble if I don't take their case. But that is certainly not my experience. I Mm. find because I have that empathy when I'm listening to people's stories, even if I can't take their lawsuit, they're like, listen, even if you aren't able to do anything with this situation, thank you so much for hearing me out. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for hearing my story. And it really goes a long way.
1: Mm-hmm. It really does.
0: So the next one is creating boundaries with yourself and work. Oof. Lawyers, I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, high tech. <laughs> Lawyers do not have boundaries. They <laughs> will work from dawn to dusk, weekends. My coworkers, I know they, they're sending emails at 8.30 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm like,
1: why? Boundaries. The film Take industry. Take care of yourself. The creative arts industry. <laughs> sleep. We are talking to you. S- sleep. It's fine. Rest. <laughs> Set boundaries. You don't want to work after certain... It's fine. And work will come tomorrow. It work will. Work always
0: going to be there. Take care of yourself.
1: And lastly, one thing that we just can't say no or we can't say enough of is to say no. say no no. it's a full (laughs) sentence it has all the power it is in two letters just say no and that's something that's so feminine that women don't do enough of
0: yeah people don't don't do enough of
1: this is true so a little moment of reflection how do you navigate and maintain your unique identity as a woman in this in your industry in the law field
0: well, I feel like um, the legal field has historically been men. Um, probably like 100 years ago, women weren't even allowed to go to law school. like
1: <laughs> feel like 100 years ago.
0: <laughs> but now, um, when I was in law school, it was, I think, actually 60% women who were enrolled. Wow. So there are a lot more women in this field, and there are a lot more women kicking ass in the legal field. So... I think the way to maintain my unique identity is really just to stay authentic to myself, listening to my intuition in terms of cases. I think also in terms of, like, picking my lawsuits. It really is that connection with a person um, that I have to feel is authentic. If I feel like somebody is lying to me, I really trust myself and I go with Mm -hmm. my gut. If I feel like they're lying to me, then I wouldn't put them in front of a judge. I I don't want to take them to a courtroom, and that is, like, almost entirely my intuition i'm relying on to make those decisions so i really try to use my femininity as a strength um in my work which is very masculine
1: i'm curious now how do you navigate a conversation when your gut has told you nope we ain't putting this person on the stand how do you (laughs) then navigate that with feminineness and grace
0: Well, I mean, I'm the only person that's on that phone call. I will still give people the benefit of the doubt and take their story to my team. Mm. And if my team has the same sort of intuitive feeling or they feel like "Mm, the story isn't adding up, this isn't making sense, Mm. then at least I can tell that person, listen, I took this to my team. It's not something that we're able to take on at this time. I'm so sorry. And then if you if you have an issue in the future, you can always call us back.
1: Mm, I love that so you kind yeah. of have like a bag and it's like okay this is what I feel but let's just, let's just double check there
0: yeah so Something having like that. a structure in place is really helpful mm-hmm. and having a team that I can rely on to maybe check me or maybe even ask some different questions that maybe I haven't asked so even if I'm skeptical maybe if they ask a question I can say okay well I can go back and ask that question and then mm-hmm. if, if things change then wonderful if things don't then I'm sorry maybe next time
1: mm-hmm. how so about cool. you how do I navigate and maintain my unique identity? Well, for starters, in the tech industry, it ain't very feminine. Mm-hmm. It's not very feminine. I'm actually, um, I was actually on a call recently with an executive that's down in San Francisco. And she said, the for the first time in about six months, she went to an all-female executive networking event and there was maybe 20 women in the room. And she was like, that was great, that was amazing. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> 20? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I was thinking. That's a low number. That's, but that's amazing. Start, okay. I guess. Um, yes, we're going to go from there. Um, but it's definitely right now so easy to make an impact because so many people, I guess, are just initially shocked that right. a woman would take on the industry. And like everyone's heard the news of AI and machine learning and all the different iterations of ChatGPT and how that's integrating in everyone's lives. And being at the, really listening to every one of those conversations and dialing it into what is needed in business processes, what I'm coming to realize is how I can be unique is understanding that at the crux of the way technology is being developed, humanity still needs to exist. Wow. And the people that know humanity the most are often people who have practiced their own Mm well-being. A lot of females, a lot Mm -hmm. of females. And I'm seeing that Obviously, we have developers at the forefront who are creating the code and doing the bits to make the thing talk and learn and walk, Um, but it has to be people that have this this understanding of well-being and the separation between technology and human, and that's where I'm slowly seeing myself become more of a value in the industry to Mm -hmm. keep understanding or keep a, uh, how would you say? say, like a, a foot in the door, um, a s- voice of sound reason to say, hey, this is all technology. What's the human like? What is exactly. the human nature human- saying? Humanity in the tech industry. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we wanted to emphasize in this podcast a few feminine characteristics that we want to encourage everyone to try to express in your own workplace. Now, we're not saying all of it. Don't, I know it's a lot. Because even <laughs> for me, I'm very masculine dominant in the way I think. I'm, I'm taking it one step at a time, honey.
0: One step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about this a lot and we will continue to talk about this, but mm-hmm. your intuition. Mm-hmm. It's often been ignored in the workplace in favor of hard data and facts, mm-hmm. but you actually need both to be in innovative and successful in your work.
1: So true. And your intuition could be your superpower in the workforce. Like it's so clear that your intuition is your superpower. It really is. And it's so interesting that it's like a workplace favors in hard data and facts because that's honestly true. Like in my line of work, before they take an opinion, they're like, "Okay, can you make a report of that, or can you? What does what does the spreadsheet say?" And then they're like, "Okay, what is your analysis on the spreadsheet?" Whereas sometimes it could be flipped of like, "What do you feel Mm -hmm. when you just had a conversation from the client?" As opposed to, "What did the data say?"
0: Yeah, I find my boss is really good at like asking those questions too, because even if I do go and present um, just facts from a case, and it's, it can really go either way, whether we take it on or not, she will ask, how do you feel about it? Mm. And it's like, oh, you want to know how I feel? <laughs> <laughs> You're about to go. You're about to, to know. But it's important, right? Because like that intuition and that judgment can pass on into how other people may perceive or see the case. So it, it's an important mm-hmm. factor. And in the law
1: definitely and it's that it's that gut feeling that heartbeat moment when you're like oh my gosh that resonance all of a sudden all of that is your is your intuition trying to talk to you
0: mm-hmm and in terms of business business owners also have mentioned that their intuition helps them to attract the best business partners the best clients and the best people to work with
1: I'm telling you listen to that intuition it's giving you something and then aligned with that is empathy and emotions this is actually an area I will graciously say that I am constantly working on we're working on we're it, working on it um, because people want to feel heard and understood by their executives
0: hmm these traits are what's needed to connect on a human level I know that in the workplace it's often told that emotions are um, not valued in the workplace and you need to leave emotion out of work mm-hmm. but you actually need those to connect with people
1: mm-hmm and actually deborah executive coach and founder ceo of db and co said as a leader you have to have empathy and curiosity to understand who someone is at their core so their goals their fears aspirations passions insecurities you have to know all of it so to be a feminine leader in this industry obviously learn the person's skills don't put someone's skills in where their weaknesses are that doesn't make sense but at the same time in the same breath understand if their skills and strengths and the tasks that you're doing align with what their goals are, aligns with what their aspiration is and what they want to achieve. And also, are they tackling their insecurities, their fears in a healthy and cooperative way? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And as a leader, you want to gain trust to bring out people's strengths Mm -hmm. and make an impact that's authentic to them while also adding value to the business. So you're not gonna be able to get to people's strengths um, unless they feel comfortable. Exactly. So the way to help people feel comfortable is having empathy and having actual emotion when you're speaking to them and connecting with them and trying to delegate tasks in a way that helps both you, that person, and your business.
1: Mm -hmm. Not just saying, I'm gonna circle back to that. If you are in any kind of corporate world, you've heard, we're gonna put a pin in that and circle back in that. (laughs) We're going to park that. We're going to park it. We're going to wait on that. Hold up. All of that verbiage, that's great. But actually circle back to it. <laughs> actually come back to the moment.
0: Uh, The next one is collaboration.
1: Mm -hmm. One of my favorite topics.
0: Yeah, collaboration over
1: competition. Mm -hmm. So the masculine tends to be me, I focused, I did this without any help, I achieved this, I went there, this is my accomplishment. Whereas here at Fem Entity, we live by the motto collaboration over competition.
0: And we've learned, if anything, that there's power in having a diverse team, Mm -hmm. having different skill sets, experiences, perspectives, and thought leadership. It all comes to a collective goal, and everybody benefits.
1: Absolutely. And this opens for opportunities of evolution. Instead of just trying to outdo each other, we know there's other people that we can learn from. There's mentors. But what is a world that we're always trying to outdo each other than a world that we are actually helping each other grow and succeed and learn together.
0: So a reoccurring theme that you will hear this season from many different leaders in business is that great work doesn't happen in silos. Mm -hmm. If you wanna drive innovation, you have to be able to connect and collaborate with others who are not like you.
1: Absolutely, that's so true. And I can't wait for you all to hear the new episodes coming out. Um, But our last one that we also want to emphasize is vulnerability which I think also has been a running theme in a lot of Fem Entity episodes and posts. Um, But femininity is about embracing the ability to be vulnerable. So vulnerability doesn't mean coming across that you're weak or unskilled. We're talking about being authentic and real. And this inspires others to do the same. So it's not, I'm, I, 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 I don't want to do it or I I don't know how to do it. It's expressing that you don't know how to do it and asking for help. That is vulnerability.
0: And members of your team will benefit from this because they'll respond positively to leaders who are actively demonstrating their humanity.
1: Mm -hmm. Relating to each other authentically fosters a much deeper space and a genuine care and empathy. And this really ties back to all the other traits that we were talking about. Because when you are empathetic, when you do share emotions, when you collaborate, you you are opening yourself up to opportunities of vulnerability because when you have those moments of your collaborating, you have to be vulnerable and say, I'm not good at this. Could you do that for me? And then I'll shine in my strengths for you. Mm-hmm.
0: So as a business owner or as a leader, as mm-hmm. a professional, this could look in, like, many different ways. One could be doing self-reflection, mm-hmm. recognizing your emotions and areas of growth, your triggers, and yep. knowing when sometimes you're wrong. Yep, I don't, <laughs> And you can own up to that <laughs> and people will respect you for it.
1: That's actually interesting because me and Kisa have a lot of conversations back and forth, as you can probably imagine. Um, <laughs> but a lot of them is me saying to Kisa, I have this idea and I want to do this thing and da, 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 And she goes, Irene, these are all great thoughts, but <laughs> not not right now. Not right now, honey. We thrive
0: from ideas, but not <laughs> all ideas need to come to fruition.
1: It's true. And this is how I'm so vulnerable with her because not a, 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 I'd be I'd be so confident in saying not very many people actually hear all every idea that goes into my head, um, but she does. And she takes it with so much grace that I need to say that she also then encourages me, which is our second part on feedback and input. And she lets me have a space where I can be vulnerable and share my ideas, and then I then let her get or have a space where I can receive feedback and input in a way that I know she's not criticizing me. She's not trying to tear me down. It's not personal. We're just trying to work through this thought that I had.
0: (laughs) Right. That's the piece, right? Because if I was um, very critical and very harsh, then Irene wouldn't be able to feel comfortable in coming to me with ideas. And then we might miss out on a huge opportunity because she just didn't want to say something because I was too closed mm-hmm. off to be or able vice to hear versa her yeah
1: and that's what a partnership really like that's that's our partnership
0: which leads into our next point is practice active listening mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i feel like this was something like in grade seven that we started doing active, active listening, listening but then somewhere along the way high school came out and we got our ego and we're like listening for what i'm right <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like actively so like um Turning on your emotions and trying to connect with that Mm -hmm. person and really relating to what they're saying. And I think also a key part of active listening is actually taking what that person says and kind of reiterating it. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, you know if you are actually understanding what the person is saying or whether you're kind of putting your own perspective onto it.
1: Mm -hmm. I like that so much. Um, And that goes into our next one of asking for help or support. And this is actually really timely for femininity. Because with us launching our platform, we are going into what's called beta trial. So in the tech world, beta trial is when, excuse me, you go into your outwards clientele and asking them for feedback, asking them for help, support, and giving that vulnerability, putting that wall down and giving that vulnerable space for everyone who can help to help and give you support
0: and the last one but not least is embracing your mistakes and failures so we just talked about ego and failing or making a mistake can be really harsh on your ego but Mm -hmm. honestly it's either you win or you learn
1: oh i like that you win or you learn
0: yeah so all Mm -hmm. of your failures all of your mistakes along the way you're going to learn something from them so they're going to benefit you in the long run
1: I love that. And in your opinion, what aspects of your femininity do you find important to embrace or express while working in a male-dominant environment?
0: What aspects of my femininity? Um, I would say, like we talked about, just being vulnerable, asking for help, asking for people's opinion or feedback. Um, because I can acknowledge that I'm new to this field. I'm Mm -hmm. new to the business world. I'm new to the field of law. I can't do everything on my own. Mm -hmm. Like, as much as we can use Google, as much as we can read books, there is a huge value that comes out in connecting with other people and hearing from other people's experiences that you're just not going to get from reading.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: I think that um, taking that time to actually be vulnerable and acknowledge that I don't know everything um, is hugely beneficial in just learning and growing in whatever field that I am in.
1: Oh, I love that. That's so good. How about you? For me, I think it would definitely be, and something that I'm working on, like I said, is the emotions and empathy because I see it so – so it's it's almost – like instantaneous especially in sales when you show empathy when you make that connection when you show emotions nobody wants to talk to someone that's a straight pan face nobody likes that Mm -hmm. but also having authentic emotions when you're on a screen and talking as if you are the same person obviously we love to use our big big, big Harvard vocabulary verbs. Um, but really, we're human. Being authentic is, is just being human. And use the same verbiage that you would to a friend professionally. Have empathy in your conversation. Make a connection with your client. If they're a Jets fan, if they live in Boston, the hurricane season in Halifax, whatever have you, it's really making a connection is that feminine aspect that I find is so important that I'm continuously working on embracing Northfield, work field. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Hey. <laughs> so wrapping up, we are going to quote the amazing Sarah Jessica Parker. Of course. Because she was right when she said trying to be a man is a waste of a woman.
1: A waste of a woman, honey.
0: (laughs) Embrace your femininity. If there's anything you take from this episode, let
1: it be that. Let it be. In your workplace, your femininity is a superpower that can propel you, literally propel you, to being a successful leader.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are so excited to share the rest of season two with you. We're chatting with so many incredible Mm -hmm. businesswomen. And we're going to be talking about how they work to embrace their femininity in their
1: daily work life. Thank you so much. Until Until next time, divine Divine Darlings.